You guys can turn to Matthew chapter 6 in your Bibles. Matthew chapter 6 is where we're going to be tonight. One second. Matthew chapter 6. And um, so I've got a few fears in my life, right? We all uh, fear certain things. And um, I wanted to let you know uh, two of my greatest fears in life, um, what they are. The first one is spiders, all right? I, uh, I hate a lot of things, but spiders, I freaking disgust those things, right? Why would God make something? Um, I know he does everything for a reason, and that's awesome, and I believe that. But why would he make something that's small and has large legs and has no purpose, all right? But is really tiny and creepy and uh, venomous and, and just really weird, right? I hate spiders. My wife, who's here, she'll tell you um, she does the spider killing, not me. Um, I, I, I hate them. Actually, she doesn't either. We're both terrified of them. So there's probably spiders everywhere in our house. And uh, I also learned, never heard this before, but apparently you swallow during your sleep seven spiders per year. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's disgusting, all right? And uh, I, I, I will lose sleep over that. Um, the second thing, by the way, by the way, let me just say this. I learned today something very interesting. Where's Kel Sharp at? Kel Sharp, there he is. Uh, Kel Sharp is afraid of clowns, um, deathly afraid of clowns. So um, if you wanted to, dress as a clown, and uh, go to his house, I'll give you his address, and uh, scare him, I would not mind that at all, and record it on video, that would be um, awesome, but uh, Kel's afraid of clowns, the second thing I'm deathly terrified of is birds, Um, seriously, seriously, Uh, I was at Torchy's Tacos today, and birds were all around us, and I was freaking out, internally, Uh, I wouldn't say anything, because I don't want them to think I'm a sissy or whatever, but I, I was freaking out, especially crows, Man, they, they get me. For real. You want to know why? I was attacked by birds twice in my life. I was 13 years old and 25 years old. I, I was. I was. Um, my wife, again, will agree to this. I was attacked by birds and uh, lost my life, almost lost my life in both of those experiences. So birds are terrifying to me. And, and we all have our fears, right? Um, we all have our fears. We also have things we worry about in our lives, things that, man, we stress about, that we're thinking about constantly um, how am I going to do that? How is, is, is God going to do this in my life? Or, or what's going to happen here? And I wrote down a few things that I think you guys worry about and stress over as you're in junior high and high school, things that I did as well. One of those is school, right? School is hard. School is difficult. I get it. Some of you, you don't care. I, okay, that's whatever. That's your call. All right, some of you really care and you want to make great grades and there's a lot of pressure on you to make those grades. And we worry about those things. Friends, when I was in junior high, I got into junior high I started making my friend group, and uh, I started stressing out, man, am I cool? Do I know um, all about sports? I really didn't, and so I was weird in my friend group, and I, I lost sleep over that, right? I, I worried and stressed about, man, do I have awesome friends? Am I the coolest one of my friends? Social media, um, huge one, right? We, we stress over uh, how many followers do we have. I know you guys do that, all right? Uh, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, but we stress over how many followers we have. All right, how many likes we get. Um, I have followers plus, all right. I know what it is. I know what it's like. You see who's not following you, and you unfollow them, all right. Some of you call me out for that. I've done that. I'm sorry. I, re- I, I don't know why. I just did. But we stress over that. And, and let me just tell you this. You guys, you guys have Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, kind of Facebook. Back in the day, all right, we used to have a thing called MySpace, all right. MySpace. Now, be quiet. Y'all don't know what MySpace is. Don't even you have no idea. Man, y'all are, y'all are like 10 years old. You don't even know, all right? MySpace, back in the day when it, was sh- when it was real, all right, you had a thing on there called your top 10, all right? 
Let me just tell you, there's nothing like worrying and feeling uh, anxiety when you get on a girl you like's top ten and you're not on there, all right? And there's other guys on there. I'm just like, well, crap. All right, I got no shot with that girl, okay? Top ten, for real. It was, it was scary. It was terrifying. Like, am I on this person's top ten? It was legit. It was, I worried about that all the time. Speaking of that, dating. Dating, man, I, I'm so glad um, I'm not dating anymore. I hated dating absolutely with a passion. I'm telling you, it's so much better to be married and done with dating. Um, maybe personally it was just me. I was a horrible um, date, dater, date person. Um, I sweated through every shirt that I wore on dates. I said the wrong thing. Um, my wife will tell you, I don't I was just, I was, I don't know why she married me because every date we went on was like a train wreck. I had this perfect plan. Went on the date, I said stupid things, I did stupid things, I was just an idiot. I hate dating. I mean, and then you're on a date and you're like, do I hold that person's hand? What if I say I love you and they say cool? What do I do? It's really awkward. I don't know what to do next. Run. That's what I would do. I would, I don't care. If you're in a movie theater, run, leave, all right? Dating is stressful. It is. If you like dating, great. For me, it was stressful. I hated it. There's some more serious things, though, we deal with, like different circumstances, things we have to deal with in our life that we worry about, we stress over. Maybe it's a tragedy that one of your close friends or family members has experienced, and man, that's just, you worry about them. Man, are they going to do okay? Are they going to make it? I really feel for that person. Maybe it's your future. That's, that was a huge one for me. Up until I was about 22, 23 years old, I struggled with that, like hardcore. Like, I don't know what God's going to do with me. I don't know how he can use me. I don't know, you know, where I'm going to find a wife. I don't know where I'm going to end up. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I struggled with giving God my future and not worrying about that. And God's really taught me a lot about that. But there were, there were some things we worry about, stress over, and there's a lot more. And the world continues to, to give us things, to tell us things we can do to cope with those worries, those stresses. And while some of those things are good, some of them aren't, what you need to know is that the true answer to worry and stress and anxiety and pressure, whatever you want to call it, in your life is right here in God's word. Right here. It's, it's the true antidote. Because I believe that we can all overcome that in every area. And it's something that I would say we all struggle with. We all worry. And what's going to happen in this situation? So Matthew chapter 6, Jesus talks about it. Sermon on the Mount. Basically, it was Jesus teaching a ton of people on top of a mountain, kind of like this. And he, and he told them all these things, things about life, practical things. And one of those is, is worry. And so, let's look at verse 25. We're going to start there. We're going to go through it. He says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Let's stop right there. If you know anything about me, hopefully you know this, I love to be fashionable, all right? I think I'm a pretty fashionable person. I mean, what other uh, youth pastor person has a zipper on their shirt, all right? That's pretty legit. And, uh, and, and I have some cool watches and uh, I, I, you know, have some cool shoes. I love to spend money on clothes. Give me $500. I'm going to go spend it on clothes, all right? I just have a desire to look really cool in what I wear. Like, it's a legit concern of mine. Like, if I don't look cool in what I think is cool, which could be horribly ugly, um, then I, I stress out. Ask my wife. I do. I stress out. And I, I need to look cool. I need to have these types of clothes. Uh, about three or four months ago, 
Some of you know this. I went through um, what I call the bracelet phase in my life, and uh, I decided to start wearing bracelets. And uh, many people, some of you students, some of uh, most of our staff, all of our staff made fun of me for those three or four months. And about a month ago, I gave those up reluctantly. Um, I decided on a Sunday morning that uh, my bracelet days were over because basically they're ugly and uh, I look stupid wearing them. But I'm going to try new things because I want to look trendy. That's, that's like my thing, all right? And for Jesus to say, don't worry about clothes, I'm like, hold up. Like, that, I, I love that. Like, in fact, I stress over that. Maybe that's true for you. Maybe you're the food one, right? That's not a problem for me. Maybe some of you are like, yeah, I just love to eat, all right? That's great. Some of you, listen, hey, some of you it's not that. It's social media. But here's what he's talking about. He's saying, listen, don't spend time stressing over things that aren't important. He says, listen, life is way more important than the food you eat and the clothes that you wear. Life. Things that are going on around you. There are way more important things in your life that God wants to use you for and do through you than things like clothes, social media, dating that really aren't important in the grand scheme of things. When there are friends that you have that are going to die and go to hell if they don't know Jesus Christ. And he says, stop worrying about things that aren't important. And before we address worry in our life and how we deal with that and cope with that and overcome that, you got to know that. Some things just aren't worth worrying over. They're just stupid, right? When, there, when there's people who need Jesus, when God wants to use you, each one of you, to do something incredible in your life, and I believe that. I hope you do as well. He goes on, verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. So here's what Jesus is saying. I'm going to kind of read it again. He says, look at the birds. Birds, all right. Terrified of birds, remember that. Look at the birds. They don't sow or whatever that means, or reap, whatever that means, or store away in barns. So birds, they don't do all this stuff to eat. God just provides for them. Your Heavenly Father just feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Jesus says, listen, look at the birds. I don't know what the setting was like. I don't know if Jesus just kind of raised his hands and birds just flew out from under him. All right, and it was just an incredible picture. And he's like, look at the birds, right? Like, you've you got all these birds. Would, would God not provide for you more than he would for these birds? Jesus compares us to birds. He does. Um, Zach, you over there? Come on, come on up. I'm going to do something a little bit different tonight, all right? Uh, I don't know what you heard, what rumors spread, but there is a live bird here tonight. Um, just got it from PetSmart, all right? How much was it? $15, Zach, you've covered me, right? Thanks, I appreciate it. Yeah, did a great job, Zach. Um, don't, give, don't, don't give him a hand. He, no, he's fine. No, he's good. He's good. Um, so I have a live bird right here. How many of you don't believe that I have a bird right here? I'm just curious. Great, I'm going to try and hold it. So just, just hang on. Terrified of birds, remember this, all right? I'm doing this for you guys, all right, to make a point. Okay, I'm just being honest. My heart's pounding right now. This thing could fly away. Scott, I don't know what we're going to do if this, this flies away. Um, we're going to have to catch it somehow. All right. Hold on. Oh, no. No. That just went horribly wrong. 
I did not expect that to happen. All right. Well, there goes that. All right, focus, focus. That was a bad idea. I immediately regret that decision. Focus, focus. I really thought I could hold that bird. All right. So ignore the bird in the room. All right. It's somewhere. If it comes down and tries to peck your head like it did to me twice in my life, ignore it. Um, Jesus talks about birds. Okay. Listen, listen. Zone in. I know. It's hard. He talks about bird here, birds here, and there's a reason for that. I follow this, uh, this deal on Instagram called Uber, Uber Facts. And uh, they, they tell you a whole different, uh, all different kinds of facts and, and all, shh, y'all listen, all different things. And uh, one of the things that it said a while back was um, that, there's a bird in the room, um, that uh, there are 400 billion birds in the world. 400 billion birds, right? That's a lot of birds. And there are 7 billion humans in the world. So that means there's 57 birds per human. It's good math right there. A lot of birds, right? Jesus here, he wants us to catch, catch this. He wants us to catch that man, if God can provide, God the Father can provide for 400 billion birds, why would he not take care of you, who he loves more than any other part of creation? And we find ourselves in a moment of worry and of stress and anxiety, of fear, of pressure. Maybe it's one of those things I mentioned. Maybe it's something else. Why do we forget that? Why do we not realize that, man, God loves us more than anything else? How do we know that? Genesis chapter 2. God created us last on day 6. We were the greatest of all creation. We were. And it says he made us in his image. He gave us a soul. He gave us a purpose. He desired to have a relationship with us. And he sent his son to die for us. God loves you. He loves me. But somehow in those moments, and we forget. We just forget it. And I think here's what happens. We come to live. We come to Bible study. We go to beach retreat and we hear, man, God loves you. God loves you. He died for you. He loves you. But then we don't apply it to our life. We go out into the world. We go to school. We go home. And we know it in our head, but we don't believe it in our hearts sometimes. How many times have you sat in your, your, your desk at school? Or you sat at home or in your car and you just said, man, God loves me. That you tell a lot of people God loves them, but you don't ever tell yourself. And hey, I just want to remind you, Seth, God loves you. He cares for you. You're valuable. You're the most valuable part of creation. We forget that. Because we get so clouded with the worry and anxiety in our lives. You got to remember that. Some of you tonight, you need to remember that. He goes on. Verse 28. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Watch this. But this is how God clothes the grass of the field which are here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Jesus gets personal right there. He says, you have no faith. If you worry, you're showing you have no faith. He's saying, where's your faith? So don't worry, saying, what shall I eat or what am I going to drink or what am I going to wear? Verse 32, for the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. What's he saying there? He calls us out. 
He says, man, when you worry, when you're stressed and you're so stressed and you're so worried that you totally forget how much God loves you and it consumes your life, consumes everything about you, it shows you've got little faith. In other words, you don't trust God. Because ultimately worrying to a point where it consumes your life and everything about you, man, that's saying, God, I don't trust you. I know what you've done for me. I know you changed my life 10 years ago, five years ago, two years ago, a week ago. I get it. I know that. I've seen what you've done. I see it in others' lives. I see it in the Bible. But for right now, I just don't believe it. I just don't believe it. I don't trust you right now for whatever reason. God, I don't trust you. And then what do we do? We question it. He says, we ask all these questions. What am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? God, what, what am I going to do? What's going to happen? What can you do? You know, you can do nothing. Now, I, I find myself there at times. Questioning God. There's a reason we do that. Not only do we forget how much God loves us and values us, but we lose focus. When we lose focus on Jesus, on what his purpose and plan is for our life, man, we get distracted by all these worries, all these things that are causing anxiety in our life. I think about Peter. Think about um, the Apostle Peter. If you remember the story of Peter, he, uh, they were all on a boat. There's many stories, but one of the main stories, they were on a boat, Peter and the disciples. There was a storm crazy, and all of a sudden this figure starts walking towards them, right? And the disciples are like freaking out. It's a ghost. I don't know what it is. And Peter says, no, it's Jesus. And he focuses on what they think is a ghost, what he knows is Jesus Christ coming towards them, right? And so he jumps out of the boat, and he starts walking, running on water. Crazy. Unheard of, right? Starts taking off toward Jesus. Maybe he makes it halfway. I don't know how far he makes the distance to Jesus. And all of a sudden, Peter starts looking around him, and he sees the waves. He sees the sharks. I don't know if there's sharks. I've been watching Shark Week, so I thought I'd add that in there. Sharks, storms, waves, and he gets distracted. I picture Peter freaking out, right? And he's like, oh, no, I'm going to die. I'm going to drown. The sharks are going to eat me. I can't believe I'm doing this. It's impossible. What's going on? And he loses focus on Jesus, right? And he worries about everything that's going on around him and ends up being distracted. And it happens. He sinks. He starts drowning, and it takes Jesus saving him. How many of you are there? How many times are you there? Man, where you're focused on Jesus, you're running after him, things are going great, and something happens in your life, big or small, little or big, great or insignificant, whatever it is, and you start sinking. Because you lose your focus on Jesus and you get distracted. Not only do you forget his love for you, but you get distracted by what's going on around you, by the waves. 
at whatever's causing that anxiety in your life. And then you sing. Tonight, some of you, you need to regain your focus. You need to trust him again. You do. You can overcome worry in your life. You can overcome anxiety. You really can. It may take some time. But where's your focus? The great thing about Jesus, there's a lot of great things about Jesus. Too many I can mention. But one of the great things about his teaching is that he never leaves us hanging. Right? He, he always gives us a solution. Here's what he says in the last two verses, and I think it's so incredible. Two of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. He says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Does that mean we're going to have everything we want? No. But it means God's going to provide for us what he sees fit. May not, be, not, may not be when we want it or when we need it, but God's going to provide. He's going to come through. And he says, therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. You want to stop worrying? You want to get rid of the anxiety, the stress in your life? That man is so heavy and weighing you down every single day. Here's what you do. You do what verse 33 says. You focus on Jesus. Simple. You do the opposite of what Peter did. You push away the distractions. You push away the anxiety, the worry. And you focus on Jesus. It says, seek first his kingdom. Forget about everything else. There's important things in life. But nothing more important than your relationship with Christ. And some of you, man, you've forgotten that. Two weeks after BR, man, you've forgotten that. Focus on Jesus Christ. And the second thing is what he says in verse 34. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. Let's focus on today. Students, I want to challenge you not to miss the moment. Catch this, this is huge. Don't miss the moment. I don't know about tomorrow. I don't know about next year. But what I know about is right now. I know that God can use me. He can use you right now. That's all we're sure of. And some of us, we miss that because we're focused on whatever else we can't even control. But God says, hey, I want to use you now. I've got a purpose for you now. I've got a plan for you now. And I don't want you the moment. The other night, my wife and I went on a date. It was awesome. Actually, it was terrible because I'm terrible at dating. Went to a place called Hop Dotties. It's a new place um, in uh, Highland Village. Waited for like an hour. It was an incredible hamburger. I loved it. But during that time, we sat there and uh, I took a picture of Erica because I wanted to post it on Instagram, right? And I took that picture, took forever to take the picture, because I'm a horrible photographer, and then I start to edit the picture like we all do when we get on Instagram, right, right filter, got to turn up the contrast, got to sharpen it a little bit, not that she needs it, because she's gorgeous, 
but I, but I was doing my thing, right? And I thought, you know, I'd done it for a couple of minutes, and I posted it. We ate our hamburger, moved on, and then we were walking out to the car, and Erica just got this look on her face. And I'm, I'm like, what's, what's wrong? I had an awesome time, right? She said, hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not upset. I just want you to know that you were on your phone for about 20 minutes worrying about a picture of me and I was right in front of you and it was a shocker to me I said man I missed a moment because I was worried about this picture that I thought was awesome and, and cool I was so worried about editing that to the T and making it look awesome so you guys can like it that I missed my wife who was right in front of me I missed valuable quality time with her I was distracted. How many times do you do that in your life? Maybe it's not even worry and anxiety. Maybe it's something else, a sin, a struggle. But you're so distracted about it and by it that you miss the moment. You miss what God wants to do in your life now. He wants to impact someone around you now. No one looking around you. 